0: Real estate is a conservative business and there are many uh, startups that are trying to break into this rigid structure. However, many fail to do so because they they fail to make scale. Today, Gio and I have found six companies that have left the startup stage and are potential new unicorns
1: yeah today we are talking uh, within two episodes with these six companies Um, in the first place we're gonna see how these startups are servicing mostly the tenants the end users um, those are opener channels and b-grid in the second part we're gonna look at data uh, used to increase efficiency in a building those companies are Smart button, eco Building, and PulseCore.
0: Yeah, and we'll be looking at the, the barriers that they have uh, had to break through in the past, but also their future growth strategies. And yeah, we believe that now is the timing. We were always told, never waste a good crisis. Well, I think we can all agree that we're in a crisis right now. So we need salvation. And these six companies will explain it to us in the coming two times 30 minutes. So hang with us. Stay with us,
1: let's go. Welcome guys, Frank from uh, Ecobuilding, uh, Michael from Pulsecore and Tim Smartvatten. Thank you. Tim, to start off with you, can you uh, tell us something about uh, Smartvatten?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for the invite, Um, but um, Smartvatten is focused on water efficiency. Uh, We're doing that via digitalization of existing water meters um, and that helps our clients save water and reduce uh, property damage.
1: Yeah, and how is that uh, using out? So digit- digitization of water meters. Can yeah. you explain a bit more?
2: Yeah. So water meters typically are still old uh, analog water meters. Sometimes they're digital, but if that's the case, then the building owners often don't even get the data out of those water meters. So we have a scalable way of digitalizing that.
1: So um, how the water is used. And-
2: yeah, exactly. So we have a real time consumption. Uh, which we bring insight uh, to fire uh, uh, different algorithms. So we see in the data patterns if there is a leak in the building, for instance, mm-hmm. and that helps property management, but also tenants to see if they can reduce their total water consumption and fix leaks if they occur right away.
0: And if this is this an actual leak, is there water leaking out of a pipe or is it
2: um, this this customers Say that they, <laughs> they keep just, on they're flushing using too much water. Yeah. They keep on flushing. Yeah, Those Yeah. a yeah, yeah, so good question. So we have an algorithm that detects. Larger deviations, so for instance, if a pipe breaks down, then we see that within a couple of minutes that the consumption goes up significantly. However, if there's a base flow during the night, uh, so six hours, seven hours long of continuous water flow, then we know that there's a potential smaller leak occurring. So okay. it can also be indeed that there's maybe a flushing system of a toilet that is broken down or maybe a tenant has forgot to put yeah. down the water tap. Yeah, okay.
0: If you have Guido as a tenant and he's taking too many baths over his heavy weekends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, we can detect you from now on. Yeah, yeah.
2: but in, in general, we see if there's if there's a break in that pattern. Um, so if you take a bath for a couple of hours, that's all fine. Uh, as long as it's not uh, 12 hours long water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Hot
1: yeah. water uh, boiling. Almost. Yeah. Okay, Frank, uh, your uh, company EcoBuilding is also on the yeah, saving side but it's much more energy savings yes, i guess
3: yes exactly it's it's about energy saving it's actually an um, it's actually a prefa product brief so we have more like a corporate startup as we called it before uh, where eco building is about the energy transition and about energy efficiency what we do we make buildings more energy efficient using artificial intelligence and smart technology we can explain that later m- more on so we make we, we help buildings save 20 30% of energy and we have a solution for the energy grid, where there's a large problem with energy balancing. When the wind will start blowing, there's a lot of electricity, but that's not necessarily the moment that people or companies use the electricity. So yeah. there's, there's a challenge with, with balancing the grid. Well, and buildings can provide a solutions there.
1: So is the building really um, working as a battery at that oh, moment? That's
3: a nice one, yeah. You, okay. could, you, could, you could see a building uh, as a thermal battery. the nice thing about thermal energy about heat is that it's a slow process that means that when you will heat up a building with a heat pump and you make it warm you can easily switch it off for half an hour later when there's less energy available in the grid so a building can be part of the solution of the energy grid it can it can function as a buffer in the energy grid and that's very interesting but that's that's one of the two and the other one is that we make them efficient so we can just save energy for our uh, customers, which are tenants or building owners.
0: And do you guys also take care of the data collection or is it mainly making it efficient uh, by using data that is gathered by others?
3: Well, how it actually works, we make what we call a nice word, a digital twin or a virtual copy of a building, which is actually a copy of the complete installation in the building. So let's say like a, like a heat pump, like a manifold, like a release system, like a radiator group or floor heating, you, have like a, you make a copy of this building. We make this copy, we, we call it a digital twin. We fill this copy with data and based on this data, based on these properties, eh, for example, how large is the radiator group, how well is the building isolated, how much energy do I need to heat up this building, we can very accurately predict how much energy is needed to heat it up. And based on these predictions, we steer the installation.
1: Yeah, with how many people are going to come in, exactly. what the we temperature look at the future. will be. So yeah. we don't
3: look at the current temperature or the current outside temperature. No, we look at the future outside temperature. We look at the future sun radiation, look at the future building occupancy. And based on that, we come to the most optimal way to steer the climate installation. All
0: right. Okay. Think, yeah, we'll be talking about the future more on later. Um, so um, Michael, yeah. pulse core. Pulse core. <laughs> well, yeah. What are we talking about, Pulsecore?
4: Score is a building operation uh, solution. Uh, Pulsecore is a label of, of SPI. SPI is a European uh, multi-technical uh, service company. Yeah.
0: You uh, see those vans driving around the city yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Once and, you've seen and, and the name SPI, Europe, you can't unsee so, it. Yeah.
4: So, just like EcoBuilding, we're a corporate startup, uh, so separate label, separate team, separate product that we call Pulse Core. And what we did is um, collecting all that knowledge, all that expertise of our service engineers, translated it to a platform to really help customers uh, operate their buildings and manage their, their buildings. So actually what we do is, is a sort of continuous commissioning of the building and, and keeping the performance of the assets in the building, uh, at, a, at, a, at a level uh, uh, that, that our customers want or even increase that, uh, that level.
0: And to make it a bit more specific, so you're increasing uh, well, the, the building and, and make sure that, that, that you continuously improve it. But yes. what are you actually focusing on? What are the features that you are improving?
4: We're improving the uh, lifespan of, uh, of, of, of an air handling unit or, or, a, or a heater, uh, so, so the assets in, 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 a, in a building. So heater uh, for instance,
0: how does it work? We have a heater, um, we're trying yeah. to expand its lifespan
4: we collect all, all the data from asset management perspective asset management data sensor data bringing that data together uh, we have our uh, own developed algorithms and use a uh, sort of predictive maintenance technique to predict uh, the outcome of, of that uh, that uh, that asset and uh, turn that into to information and inform our customers or inform the, the service companies when they have to do their their maintenance and and what task they, uh, they yeah, have so to do
1: yeah, so is it mainly focusing on making the operational costs um, L- less, less by predicting what's yeah. going to happen in L- the future? Lowering
4: op- uh, operational costs is one thing, uh, expanding the lifespan of, of, of an installation, looking at multi year planning for for uh, maintenance or replacement of, of installations, looking from a circular perspective. So, uh, that are all. Uh, added values, and also, of course, uh, the whole energy transition and energy management that we uh, that we do with, right, uh, with yeah. the platform. Yeah. yeah,
0: all right, thanks. Well, so Thank you. Gide, we've got a uh, smart ideas at the table uh, again. I guess so, yeah. Um, uh, Tim, water. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, water is abundant in the Netherlands. So I don't think it's you think abundant so? yeah. everywhere. Yeah, we think so. Yeah. so um, water, when I look at my my energy bill, uh, uh, I don't want to look at the gas bill anymore. Yeah. Uh, electricity makes me mad as well. And then yeah. I look at water and then I feel a bit calm.
2: Yeah, where's the problem? Well, I think we had a lot of problems the last couple of months in the Netherlands and in Germany with water scarcity. Um, but aside from that, we have a big problem with water and buildings because water is the most uh, problematic factor when it comes to building damages. Uh, a lot of building damages is caused by water. And our clients, landlords, property managers, they don't really have a way of tracking their water consumption, let alone knowing if they have a leak in their building. Yeah. So aside from maybe the ethical question that we maybe have a sort of an ethical responsibility to save it, because we think it's a limited uh, resources uh, resource that we have in the world. Um, yeah, it actually makes sense uh, on a building-to-building level to to track and, and measure your water consumption. Okay. Yeah, so OK, so there is
0: a problem. Uh, but. Do you encounter more people like me that don't see the problem?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So especially the first couple of uh, years, months when we first entered into uh, into the Netherlands, uh, yeah, we, we heard that a lot from from clients saying like, yeah, well, the water bill is so cheap, really, why do I need to save this? Okay, well, luckily, we're now in a situation that more and more landlords are seeing the value of sustainability also the value of uh, predictive maintenance and helping our property management know if they have a situation on their hands when it comes to water consumption
0: and when did you see this change
2: um well it took a while for us uh, to to let them know uh, and to really explain them like hey listen guys we have uh, we have a way of of helping you even more with your efficiency uh, of your um, um, again uh, making sure that your property isn't damaged because of water leaks but but we see that now the the momentum is growing for sure and we are growing uh, like like crazy.
3: Uh, and the sustainability ter- topic, what you just mentioned, is also quite interesting because we saw the same uh, same situation with energy. Uh, with, let's say 15, 10, 15 years ago, energy saving was just about money saving. Every customer would just see how much money will I save. And now you see that other values got more important, like sustainability. Have yeah. uh, people, uh, different stakeholders. We see a younger generation of managers who have uh, uh, who see the, the nature and the environment is more important, but also you see the legislation. Absolutely. Uh, and there's also reason. a lot
2: of more operational cost involved in that because a lot of our clients, they want to do something with sustainability. But that means that they need to report on data, for instance. Well, how you get data out of your properties is something we can help them with. Yep. In, like aside from calling up tenants and asking them to give down their, their media readings of their water. And management.
1: how big of a role does water usage play in uh, things like climate change? or sustainability?
2: Well, for instance, uh, Grasby or, or Bream reporting, a lot more attention is now going towards water efficiency. Um, so yeah, we think that the momentum is shifting as well as sort of the general perception about water scarcity. And again, we have saw that, I think, last couple of months throughout Europe.
1: Yeah. Um, and are you also like um on, okay so you're, you're focusing on the usage side to decrease that part are you also looking at the supply uh, side? or are you uh, collecting rainwater water uh, to, to flush the toilets uh, for instance stuff like that
2: yeah great question so we started out by saving water on a building level so that was sort of the original starting point of our of our company, and then we noticed that there was a blind spot with our clients because it was very hard for us to help them save water because they didn't know what their consumption even was. Yeah. So we think scalability is everything. So we want to take one step back and help them get data because then we can actually save water on plus 10,000 buildings. What we're now doing.
0: Yeah, and I, I also think that this. Well, since since 12 months, actually, that ESG has become a a vital factor in investment decisions. So for instance, my job as an investor, since one year, uh, we have pension funds from all over Europe that are focusing on article SFDR article nine funds, and that brings much more money to the table. So for instance, new projects, we're also uh, looking at, at at new innovations to increase the ESG score or grasp score or whatever of a property is not only because we want to or because I'm a young manager uh, wanting to create a sustainable building it's also because I can pay you more yeah is that something you encounter as well Um,
4: yeah yeah of course Uh, the the, the focused on 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 sustainability and and that kind of goals is from an asset management perspective is, is really increasing and it's uh, not only the operational costs anymore, it's, it's, it's also a social uh, discussion. It's, it's regulations, of, of course. And uh, so uh, we, we encounter that uh, much more in, 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 in uh, what we're doing with, with PulseCore. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: your, your company originated from a, well, a huge company actually. Yeah. Um, so they also saw the, the added value in your solution. Um, exactly. Have you found problems bringing that solutions to other customers as well?
4: No, no, uh, I, I think, think... It's an easy the, way. Well, no, easy way. Uh, I think we have a network uh, within SPI to, to uh, attract those customers and talk to those customers. So that's that's a huge benefit, of course. Uh, but uh, again, the interest in, in not only sustainability, what we, what we saw in the last two years is uh, a healthy, comfortable climate uh, due to COVID, uh, much more interest from AR uh, professionals or facility management to talk about that that kind of uh, problems and issues and challenges that we have so um, uh, we, we, we saw that we, uh, we we could grow and and scale uh, besides P and and talk to customers really from a pull score perspective
1: yeah. uh, Michael has this for you because energy usage or and the relation to climate change is much longer already an issue so it's still growing in uh, attention?
3: The attention for climate change, you mean?
1: Yeah, or the, um, also the connection with your company. Like, yeah, well, are you, you know, helping it's, it's like with a uh, part of the solution?
3: Or? Yeah, yeah, we definitely help with part of the solution. That's actually a very good question. I was just thinking about it. Imagine when you can save an average 25% of energy in buildings in just the Netherlands. That's about 30 petajoule. 30 petajoule is the same amount of energy that all the gas uh, boiler, uh, is, uh, how do you say, the, the, the gas central, the gas installations in the Netherlands are using. Yeah. All the, the gas-based electricity production in the Netherlands together is about 30 petajoule. So imagine just making buildings save more, 25% more energy yeah, right. efficiency, well, right. just saving
0: that. I get the solution and it's, it's a, you've got a great point. But then still, why hasn't it happened yet? What, what are the biggest barriers that you encountered over the last 10 years yeah that's a good question this is also
3: a question about how we are scaling up um, what you see now the last 40 years um, climate installations in buildings are just steered by an outside temperature just by an if then else statement if outside is 10 degrees celsius then i put the boiler so hot that's how all the buildings are still working and that's still the, the conventional way uh, about how we uh, program these, these climate installations. Now you see uh, startups coming up with new technologies, um, and, and well, we are already a few years on the way, and now we are coming to the question how are we going to scale this up and what are the challenges? The challenges are basically that many building installations, all building installations, have, uh, 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 are, d- are quite different. There are a lot of problems in building installations. In the in the climate installations there's a lot of issues in these climate installations which we have to overcome uh, very simple very simple i can tell you when i will predict 40 kilowatts for a gas boiler that should warm up a building two degrees celsius in one hour time yeah so 40 kilowatts gas boiler the end of the building are some rooms they have relay systems and between that is a whole uh, network of installations and air handling units etc very often, this 40 kilowatt will not reach this zone, because there's a problem with the fault, there's a problem with, with with the water balance, there's a problem with the air, whatever. So this, you need to fo- uh, you need to focus on to fix this. Um, we are developing technologies to do this automatically, we have anomaly detection and all sorts of things to automate this process, but that's something you have to go through. When you will implement smart technology in a building, you have to have a building with an installation that works well. That's actually a blocking point all over Europe from these technologies.
0: What do you think about that, Tim? Do you have an opinion about the way startups or skill apps encounter larger corporations with their solutions? Is there, is there room for improvement?
2: Yeah, uh, it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, I think scalability, as mentioned, I think is very important. So therefore, we personally, we, we reach out to the biggest real estate companies in order to get that skill. But but yeah, like there are more stakeholders, of course, uh, I think it was mentioned in the previous conversation as well, like you need to align as well with tenants or with building managers or whatever. So yeah, there's there's work to be done. And I think maybe the reason why it's so important to have these kind of conversations is to make sure that we can work together, actually. Uh, yeah, and
1: how's that working out guys, because when I heard the stories, so you kind of complimentary services. Uh, You are in uh, energy savings, you're in water savings, and you make sure that the thing he's wanting to to fix or letting know that it has to be fixed doesn't have to be fixed in the first place. So how is the...
3: We have a very practical example actually here on the table. Okay. We sold our technology to a a large schooling organization in the Netherlands, Avans in Breda. We are implement, implementing our technology in a building in Breda. It's, it's about a 30,000, 25,000 square meter building, so it's a large school. SPI has the maintenance contract there, and SPI is, is also uh, managing the, the, the building automation. So we make the digital twin, and we ask SPI to implement this in the building, and we make a great project together. When we will find, when we encounter problems in this climate installation, we would go to SPI. We didn't find major problems there. so. that's good for them but um, so 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 we are working together in this and and and, and very well
4: yeah and and the only way to to solve those 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 challenges of of the energy transition or health or safety is is creating this ecosystem and and we've learned that from the traditional asset management eh? managing assets from large customers you don't do that by your own you have your 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 partners who are have their expertise in, 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 in uh, uh, safety and security or have their expertise in, in the elevator business. So it's all about creating that ecosystem and working together. And I think that the, from an asset management perspective, two major challenges are um, fragmentation. So uh, data silos, yeah, uh, customers who have great, uh, new solutions, prop tech solutions, and legacy systems, and it's not working together. They're not co- collaborating. Uh, so integrated management of your building is impossible. And the other problem that I see, and that that's more related to, to what Frank, Frank was uh, saying, is uh, a semantic data model. So speaking the same language, mm. uh, how do we call sensor A? How do we call sensor B? And it's it's completely different. So. Uh, one language one one language that we speak with each other to share that data and create that semantic data model with which which you can analyze the data very quickly and, and use your algorithms that's that's really the biggest uh, the biggest challenge and yeah. the only way to face it is is to to work together and and and, and uh, help each other uh, and share knowledge yeah
0: yeah so when when he mentioned the word segmentation you were nodding
2: like yeah i Do you feel that that that's true? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, well, again, so the the collaboration, I think, is key. Um, So, yeah, for us, our clients don't want to have another portal for yet uh, another problem that they have. Right. So um, we enable our data to be shared via an API to I think we're now 65 different partnerships in that way. So, we are quite active in that uh, because we recognize the need for one solution yeah,
0: yeah I think that's also a new thing to uh, to those younger companies that bring innovation to the sector because sharing your data is 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 not done for the old conservative uh, yeah. in, in, investors because sharing the data is also sharing your knowledge, and then you're just basically afraid that, yeah. that your your competitor will we use it for their own
2: benefits. Well, to, to add to that, to be fair, like we have an own portal, which still pre- has a lot of added value uh, with benchmarking, with reports, with our algorithms. Uh, so we still have our own portal just in the background always uh, for that kind of work. But and then you have
4: to be, because you have to be visible, right? You have exactly. To, yeah.
2: Yeah. And then we still want to add value yeah, and not all our partners can add the same value that we can. And that's, of course, fine. Um, but we do want to be integrated uh, yeah. with them so our clients know what their consumption and, is. And yeah.
4: do you see the real estate owner forcing you to share that, that data? Because what we see is, is really the real estate owner uh, more, has more focus on, on the data and the data ownership and, and forcing companies to work together to create that one data model. And they want that ownership.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, if, if I would have said no to clients, if they ask if we can share data, I'd say no, yeah. no, we cannot do it, then well, well that's, that's no business. A, a lot of problems for yeah. us. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that's a that's a new view on things. Um, I want to talk. Uh, I want to start talking about growth strategies, really. Um, and the first topic I want to touch is about going international or focusing on your national market at first. Uh, Guido and I had a conversation with uh, Ferdinand Gopraus from Fizzy, uh, another startup that yeah, well, they do another thing. Um, and he told us that the first few months or years, even they were after world domination, and then after two or three years, they learned all right, no, we have to uh, focus on the Netherlands first, then expand to Germany. And via that new strategy, they actually found, well, this is working. We're growing right now. So, Frank, for instance, how does that work for your company?
3: Yeah, well, um, as I said, EcoBuilding is a prefab technology, and it's a really new, innovative technology. What we did about one and a half year ago, I actually founded, uh, um, let's say, a new partner for EcoBuilding. We call it V B Optimum. It's a company focusing on the Netherlands, just selling, implementing, and service, servicing these systems in the Netherlands together with partners like uh, like SPI. Or, uh, now, the next step is also to do this abroad. So actually, it would be very nice if you would find a suitable partner in, for example, Germany, who would do the same as we as how we did it in the Netherlands. That would be a technical partner who, who knows this technology, who knows how to implement it, who knows to cope with the customers, etc., and who could do the same in, in 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 for example Germany.
0: and how are you how are you planning to find this partner?
3: Well, from the traditional uh, uh, business, so to say from prefa we already have a branch office in in Germany, so we have a network there um, and basically what you see happening now we now already have a request uh, from Germany we already do a project also in Germany, and what you see with these projects you also encounter the technical companies who are supplying this customer so Mostly what you see happening, we find an end customer. We find an entusi- enthusiastic customer who likes our product, who wants to do business with us. And then we see who is your technical supplier, which companies are involved And then we see, are they suitable to be a partner? Can they work together with us? And this is how you find your network in these countries. Yeah,
1: yeah, Michael, business. how do you do this in cooperation with uh, SPI, your uh, uh, founding
4: company? The, the, the vision of FIC is, uh, I, I, is very recognizable. Uh, dream big and conquer the world. So, and when you're back on, on with both feet on the ground, then, then first the Netherlands. So that's, that's also how we, uh, how we started. Um, but of course, the ambition is to, to grow in the Netherlands. Uh, at this point, we have uh, five million square meters uh, in, in management through Pulse, Pulse Core. We want to double that in, in, in the next two years but um, of course use the speed network that we have to, to go uh, into Europe. Uh, we're active in 38 countries, so that's a, that's a nice nice network. Yeah. But the other, the other way that we, we are using, we have a lot of international co- uh, companies uh, supported by, uh, by PulseCore. And, and they are asking us if we can also uh, manage their buildings with score in, uh, in in other countries. That's uh, so uh, also a nice
1: way to to step up the game. Okay, Tim. Uh, the guys in front of you uh, have two uh, giants behind them, backing them. Yeah. How are you coping with this?
2: <laughs> uh, well,
1: we are actually dreaming
2: bigger. Uh, we started out uh, wanting to be the uh, water champion of the Nordics. Then it became Northern Europe, and now it's Europe uh, in general. So yeah, internationalization is very important for us. A lot of our clients have properties throughout Europe and they want to have their data collected in the same way. So we can help them with that. Um, But yeah, we have a good opportunity there. I think our clients, we recently measured that our key clients just are working with us on just 5% of their buildings. Uh, so there's a lot of potential still mm. in the clients that we already have.
0: Hey, and Tim, in, in the more southern parts of Europe, there, yeah. there, there are huge droughts and uh, water is an actual problem there, mm. a huge problem. Um, so that leads me to two thoughts, actually. The one is, well, it's already a big problem, so they probably have solutions for it. Mm. Uh, the other one is they've got a huge problem. They
2: need your solution. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly the second part. Yeah, yeah. And again, scalability. So still, if a client of ours is working in Germany, in the Netherlands and in Spain, uh, the solution that they have to bring data is, Often still very fragmented, but we can actually work with the same kind of solution on every uh, property they have. But yeah, so well, Germany is a very important market, for instance, which you wouldn't think um, more maybe. And in the short term, it's maybe more Germany than than Spain or Italy, uh, finally enough. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the the, the focus point in the next com- uh, couple of years. Okay.
1: Okay, guys, well, uh, thank you very much. Keep up the good work, I would say, and uh, good luck at the Expo Royale in uh, Germany.
3: Thank you. Thank you.